Sarah. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Encanto and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney animated studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Taryn Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, fairy tale friends. We have reached the end of a mini little milestone, I feel like. Yeah. It's five Pinocchio episodes. Five. Yes, and four that we did this year. This year. I am Pinocchioed out. Mm, I would say the same. <laughs> Today we did two, 2022's mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, a Which movie was- that came out on Netflix, came out three months after Disney's remake. And was stop motion. Was stop motion. One for best animated picture that year. Mm. Was like, I think I read the thing, it was like the seventh non-Disney best, a- Disney or Pixar Best animated. Do you know what uh, 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 else was nominated the year it won? Uh, or could you look, I guess? Yes, I can tell you, Tara. That would be great. Also that year was Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Okay. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Mm-hmm. The Sea Beast and Turning Red. The Sea Beast, I think, was another Netflix original. It might have been. I've seen Turning Red. You haven't. I. When did you see Turning Red? It was another one I saw, I think, with, um, with Colorado. With, with the Colorado crew? I believe so, yeah. Um, so I liked this one. Um, it was too long. It was long. <laughs> and and we'll go into that in a sec. You, I, I'm going to say, I started off liking it. Same. Really? You kind of, I mean, I don't know if it's like, and, and this isn't a toss on you, but like our mood today, we're kind of in a sleepy I was very mood. tired today. Yeah. We've been traveling for the Thanksgiving holiday uh, yesterday and, and got back, but I... Tell me what you thought about I it I enjoy, like, I enjoyed that it was kind of, they did some interesting takes on the story, so I liked that, but right. this story is, there are a lot of similarities to the remake of the Disney one. Which, again, I don't know that either of them knew that they were right. making those changes. One of them was that uh, Geppetto loses a son. And I did I did a quick search, very quick. So, I, you know, listeners, you may have been able to find out more than me on this. Or you may know more than me. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't find in the original tale that he loses a son in the uh, original story. I saw but, it looked like he didn't. But in, like, the 70s, there's a very, like, seminal... Italian version of Pinocchio, and that's like the first time it sees it. And got like, it. So that's kind so of so there one is yeah. So that. there is a piece there. Um, his feet burn off in this one at one point, and that apparently is in the original tale. When I was looking through the original tale, that yes. piece is in there. So I do think that Guillermo del Toro takes a lot from the stories that have been told previously. So I liked that. I thought it. I really liked the look of it. Mm-hmm. I like the details of it. You know, I think you said this too, having to keep reminding myself that it was stop motion just because it was all like very fluid and I thought very seamless from that aspect. The animation's really good and the yeah. characterization and emotions and I think the performances are good. Yeah. And then you just kind of forget I'm watching something stop motion if it's, you know, if Pinocchio's not like yeah. blown up on screen mm-hmm. or there's the monkey Spazzatore or however yeah. you say his name. Spazzatore. 
Toro? Something like that. And the, we'll just refer to him as the monkey, I guess. Um, you know, things that don't seem whimsical, if it's just a bunch of people for a second, I would just forget that it's stop motion. However. Yeah. One thing I will say, though, it was rated PG, and I really feel like it should have been rated at least PG-13. Well, I want to put out what that means, because there's a whole thing with the MPAA and the problems with it of it's just a list of check boxes. And if you do these things, it's like, there's been a lot of things going against it where they tried to get them, you know, to say, like you say a curse word, bam, it's a certain type of movie. Mm -hmm. This movie had no curse words. And technically I think it was a PG based on content, but I'm based on themes Based and on themes, and it's set during World War One, and there's a lot with Mussolini. It's and like before World War Two. Oh, the beginning yeah. is World War One when Carlos dies, yes. and instead of Pleasure Island, the boys go to war, and so that really kind of took a turn because Pinocchio is like this playful, like yeah, you know, naive and kind of mischievous because he doesn't know better, and I don't know. That's where it really for me, I was like. I get what he's trying to do, and I, I think I get what he's trying to say, but... I think it's a good and interesting idea. I think it's particularly hard for us, because you and I have been like, let's get in the holiday spirit. And then to like yeah. sit down and watch, especially, and then at the end of a run of three other Pinocchio movies that have been madcap, charming, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. This one is beautiful and gorgeous and Deep and, and dark, dark and heavy. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of talk about the meaning of death and what mm -hmm. that means to people. And there are deaths in this. Like even when they kill off the villains, like it's a little like, geez, Louise. Well, and I think in a, you're, this is the first one. I feel like you got to go into it knowing that stuff. And I didn't know anything about this. I didn't version. know that much. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of the things that. I did like he does talk with his son, Carlos. You get a good bit of him with his son before mm -hmm. his son passes away and uh, talks about planting a pine cone and how Carlos wants to carve things out of wood from this tree that will eventually grow. And so when he passes away, Geppetto plants the pine cone. And then that's eventually what he carves Pinocchio out of. But it's kind of in, in this drunken, drunken rage. Yeah. Because he, he, he's so upset. He's just like so lost in his grief. And over he's literally his son. like, I'm going to remake Carlos. Like, but like angry. They take the stuff we talked about in the last one about like a little bit of Geppetto being like, because Geppetto just kind of mentions at the end, he's like, I think I thought you were someone else and you're not. You're, you're, you're your own boy. Yeah. And they really like dive into that stuff, which mm -hmm. is interesting and neat. And again, I think maybe if we watched this not at the end of a four Pinocchio run and not in a time when it's like, let's get really nice and celebratory, maybe. we might have enjoyed it a little more because Guillermo del Toro does this. He likes to put magical things in very real situations to different effects. I know I've seen a bunch of his stuff, and I like I like it when he's just kind of being fun and less like arty. Like Pan's Labyrinth, I liked, and I went, I'm never going to watch this again. I love Hellboy. I love Pacific Rim. I love Blade 2, even though I think Blade 2 is flawed, mostly because there's a giant... Blade and the bad guy are doing wrestling moves at the end. That's another thing. He loves wrestling, mm. Guillermo del Toro, because he's Mexican, and I think he loves Lucha Libre. Um, I haven't seen Shape of Water, but everything I've read about it, I'm like, I'm good. And there's other ones I read, and I, he likes gothic stuff and horror. 
there are some scenes that are using, if not to say that they're horrific, they're trafficking in horror imagery. Yeah, well, when he's building him, I felt like it was a very Frankenstein-esque feel when he's in this, like, drunken rage building Pinocchio in this, like, fury. And people on IMDb agree with you in the in the trivia yeah. section. And I believe Guillermo del Toro's next movie is he's doing a version mm. of Frankenstein. There's also a moment, too, so the... Uh, Puppeteer that I don't remember his name. I wrote it down. Volpe. Yeah. I think because it means fox, because he's also kind of playing the part of the fox. Of Honest John. Yeah. Yeah. He has a pretty horrific death. He has a horrific death. He beats the monkey. Yeah. Like at one point, like to like because it's it's trying to help Pinocchio. Yeah, and the other thing we should say here too is Pinocchio dies several times because what you find out is he's immortal. Yeah. So he will always come back. And so these um spirits, instead of it being the blue fairy, it's kind of like one is life and one is death and they're sisters. Uh and the life, the sister brings him to life, brings Pinocchio to life to answer this plea from Geppetto. And then when he dies for the first time, they realize once he's in, I don't know if it's purgatory or wherever he ends up, right. that he's not really dead. And then the other sister kind of explains their rules. We need to follow. My sister doesn't always like to follow them. You will never be able to die. And so she says, each time you come back to me, so each time he dies, he spends longer with her because she's got the sands of time, basically. It's, it's a little odd to me that they went to such a such purposeful like integration of Catholicism in this movie. At yes, the yeah, there's a lot. And then and, oh, can I finish? This oh, yeah, go ahead. And, and then at the end and they go, okay, here's what the other side looks like halfway through and it's like so are we saying so is this movie saying that catholicism is bs like or is it also like it's weird for them to do this whole thing because it doesn't feel like he's he's if it was a movie that was kind of against organized religion or something i could Mm -hmm. see that it just feels like it's weirdly at odds and he's not making a statement about religion he just wants to have religion in it and make it feel real even though it really doesn't play too huge a part, like the the town meets at church, Geppetto carves I mean, a crucifix. He gets shunned. That scene was really hard too. Yeah. When Pinocchio shows up to church because his dad goes to church, and this is when Pinocchio first comes to life, and he's kind of all over the place. He shows up at church, and everyone shuns him. And at one point, Pinocchio says to his dad, "This is another scene in the church. You know, everyone loves him, and he's made of wood, and it's Jesus on yeah. the cross because Geppetto was making him." when the bomb hit the church, which is what took his son from him, which is how his son died. So there's a lot of death and destruction in this film. And to me, I don't think it would have mattered when I saw it. It's heavy. Like yeah, to I, me, it's just a heavy movie. Now I I'm not saying I disliked prep, it. I think knowing it was heavy would have Yeah, made it I'm not saying I disliked it, but it's not my kind of movie, I guess. Like, yes, I'm... I don't know if I'd say I'm happy I watched it. I, I found it an interesting take. There, mm-hmm. I appreciated what was done. Um, I can see why people maybe really enjoyed this, but it just, for me, there was just a lot there. I did, We yeah. did talk about, we liked that we get to see Pinocchio in danger, 
because he's so naive. Like he goes around smashing bottles and <laughs> his you know, first song about ah, everything's new to me. What's yeah. this? And he's crashing it. And I did like the bit where he goes, What's this? And Geppetto's you would say, What is this? And Geppetto would explain what it does. Like, that's a hammer. What do you use it for? To smash. And he goes, Okay, smash, smash, smash. And then he goes, What's this? He goes, A chamber pot. He goes, What's that for? And Geppetto's like, uh yeah. and he like puts it on his head like a hat. And there Geppetto's is like, a, Oh no. There is a little bit of humor <laughs> in this. I think the majority of the humor comes from Sebastian, who Jay is Cricket. Yeah, who's Jiminy Cricket in this. It's Ewan McGregor's voice. And I think he was my favorite character out of everyone. I loved the look and the design of Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. I thought that was super creative and I really liked their take on how Pinocchio looked, but I think my favorite character was Sebastian, and I think that's because Sebastian made me laugh and brought some lightness to such a heavy yes. th- movie. I I liked this Pinocchio a lot. I liked where he went with it. I mean he they did he seemed a little bratty at first and like they just kind of progressively he got better yeah. and better and I liked him. I agree with you. Uh, Sebastian was by far the best character. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I like the way he's brought into the story is he makes a home in the tree yes. when Geppetto cuts it down, and then that home is still in Pinocchio's chest. So it's I like the whole bit of like Ge- the, the, the cricket living inside Pinocchio and almost being like that inner voice. Yeah, I liked that a lot. Like I said, there were bits and pieces. There, they also introduced this character... Who is like the head? Is he the Podesta? Or yeah, what yeah. He's so he he does. I mean, Pinocchio ends up. This place ends up getting bombed. But it's like, for lack of a better term, I mean, it's 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 fascist youth camp. It's it's probably yeah, the I, the Hitler youth, but for and and it's hard to say that because I will say the British did the same thing. They're like, send your boys off to this and we'll teach them yeah. how to be ready for war. They talk mm-hmm. about it in, in Doctor Who. I think they did it more for the First World War and then it was so horrifying they stopped it. Don't quote me on that. If you're a history buff, let us know. But like, that's what it was is they're playing a war game and Pinocchio and his son win together because they're having fun and they're like, we're friends. And the Podesta is like, puts his gun on the table is like, shoot the puppet. And it's like, jeez, like it it, it, it escalates. He wants Pinocchio to to fight because he knows he can't die. Like he witnesses him coming back to life the first time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, that's how he wants to use him. And there's an interesting thing in here where one of the reasons Pinocchio is so trusting is because he's like, well, their nose didn't grow. Yeah. Because when Pinocchio's lies, his nose does grow. And it's probably the Pinocchio where to use the most. Yes, they def- he definitely lies they use the most it, through the... Yeah, yes, they use absolutely. it in several different moments throughout the movie. Uh, and like, so and so he's kind of very trusting of a lot of people because he's using that as his... What is it? Like barometer? Is that the right term? That's that. Yeah, that's uh, the word. Yeah, as to like who's being truthful and who's not. So, yeah. So I think they're... I don't know. I'm kind of trailing off here because I'm trying to find more to say. But well... I- Part of the reason I think they utilize the nose thing so much is, a, so he, I think Guillermo del Toro has wanted to do this for a long time, a Pinocchio story. Originally, he wanted to do one based on a uh, graphic novel called Pinocchio Vampire Slayer, mm. in which Pinocchio would lie, snap off his nose, and then, oops, I got a, yeah. a, a, a stake I can use against vampires. So I think going into this this version of the story... 
Guillermo del Toro was like, well, let's utilize this lying thing as yeah. a as a story arc, as as an actual like that's how they get out of Monstro, and we'll go into Monstro, black. Um, I will. I wanted to point out. You said Jiminy S. Cricket was your favorite character. I Sebastian. want Sebastian S. Cricket. Um, my favorite character was the tug, the captain. Oh yes, he was funny. <laughs> comes out of nowhere I, when uh, Geppetto is following the carnival, and he's always like. He gets there right as they've left to go to the right, next he's, city. He's trying to find Pinocchio and he hires a boat. Yeah. And the the boat captain just goes, There, there, I see no channel. I only see death. Out there the dogfish has arisen. Like clearly yeah. the dogfish like war has brought Monstro to the surface. Yeah. And he's got like a, a hook hand and a peg leg. And then when Monstro comes, Geppetto turns and looks at the guy and he just goes, Arrivederci. And like just falls off the boat and swims away. Yeah, he's, I'm like, this he's like, I'm out amazing. of here. Uh, Monstro was probably the grossest of all the monstros. He had like pustules inside it, it was of him. Big, inside. It was every, it wasn't pink. It didn't look, it didn't have the coloration of, you know what his blowhole looked like? It looked like those things in the bog of eternal stench. Yes. And it was so, I was like, that looks awful. And it like, the blowhole like came out in a weird like side portion, yeah, it wasn't, almost it, it, like a gill, but like, like it a was short protruded. Trunk. Yes, but on the <laughs> side where gills would be. Both sides. Like when he flew him, he had two. Yeah. It was, he was, it was like. He was very much monster. Like how, what, what I appreciated in the Disney design, the. The remake of how they made yeah. him more of a monster, I didn't appreciate in this one he because was I didn't and gross love the features. And w- yeah. yeah, he was. At first, I was like, "Oh, good." It's because it, it's dark inside. I was like, "It doesn't look like the inside of an intestine." And then we started seeing more and more of him, and I went, "I mean, not to jump ahead, least favorite monstro by far mm. it was gross." Um, I, I. I do feel like I think this movie is better than maybe what we're saying because we are talking about a lot of things that were different, a lot of the things that were kind of not our thing. I think there's a lot here that's good. I think it's definitely makes sense that it won best animated picture. Like it's 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 just things I think you need to know going into it. I wouldn't just throw this on to any kid and like sit him in front of it. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's, I don't think this is that kind of movie. Yeah. Uh but you know, I th- I think it's worth checking out if you're into stop motion. I think if you like the Pinocchio story, if you're a Guillermo del Toro fan, you know, there's many reasons why. If you haven't watched this movie, go ahead and watch it. And we'd love to hear your opinions on the podcast. Again, we're not saying we didn't like it. I just think we were not ready for what it was. I think it was more of it. And I wanted to go in blind with most of these mm-hmm. you know and i knew that they would follow the pinocchio story in some way shape or form uh this just maybe was not the day yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> uh to to watch something uh this heavy but yeah there again you know there were moments that i really enjoyed and i, th- I think it's beautifully done i can appreciate the craftsmanship and the artistry of what they did to create this film you so, know i can appreciate that for sure so here we go okay Let's start with the least important work our way up to the most. So let's start with Monstro. So we have said this Monstro rates lowest for us. Yes. So where do you want to rate the other? I think there were four Monstros. I There's... wish we could pull up the last <laughs> episode and listen to where we rate it. Right. But... We're going to do our best to remember what we said. And I think it's fine for things to change. I am looking at a picture of the puppet 
of Pinocchio, and he is such a cool design. He's a very cool design. Like he's got little staples and nails yeah. in him and stuff, mm-hmm. and he's only got one ear. He's very asymmetrical, but just very cool. I looking. liked his hair. I mean, we jumped. Hair. We were starting to rank monstros, and then we kind of skipped it. Sorry, but, I just, I just. But yeah, I cool liked the yeah. What is supposed to look like Pinocchio's hair is actually the trunk. When you look at it from behind, but then, mm. yeah, he had a really cool design in this one. You were asking while we were watching, is this clay? Yes. According to this, the at least Pinocchio is made of poly resin, epoxy putty, acrylic paints, mm. and ink. Okay. So let's go back to Monstro. We think that Monstro is the worst. Yes. For me, the next one up is Adventures of Pinoc- JTT Pinocchio Monstro. Okay. And then I think... I think the the remake one is second and very and first just slightly behind original is the original Monster. and I think that's where we differ. I would put the remakes at number one, yeah, and, and I agree with the other ones. And then I would put the OG Monstro underneath the remake. I will say with that remake Monstro, like to me, my thought is like just make it a whale, and then everything after that is like, well, we can't like they want to put like extra things on it. And I feel like the remake actually did a good job with that. Yeah, that's why I yeah. So I, I I still like the original first. I think the animation is great. So so in your case, the what we're gonna see is if anything f- has beaten the 1940 Disney version. So for you, nineteen forty Disney version is not the premier monstro. The the yes. remake is a premier monster. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Stromboli puppeteer, puppeteer character. character. Remind me who the other ones were. So we've got Puppetino, which is not his name. Puppetino. Puppetino from which one? Uh, from uh, the Emperor of the Night. Okay. Then we've got Lorenzini, mm-hmm. who is JTT. Yeah. We've got OG Stromboli. We've got Remake Stromboli. And then we've got this one, who's Volpe. Puppetino. I think we both put him last. Is last. Then I think it would be Volpe. Okay. Then I think it would be original Stromboli. Okay. And then it would be the remake Stromboli. Where does Lorenzini fit in this? Oh, shoot. Uh, Lorenzini is second for me so so you put so so uh, Stromboli is better in the remake. the remake I am gonna differ widely here from you because I, I the more I think about it the more I'm just like this the remake Stromboli doesn't do much for me Puppetino is still at the end because he's such a weird character and then I'm probably going to put see Volpe didn't do much for me I kind of liked him so yeah I'll go I also like Christoph Waltz who's his voice so mm-hmm. it's I think it's remake Stromboli Volpe, and I think originally I said, I think I'm going to put Lorenzini as two and original Stromboli as one. Mm. So I, as much as I make fun of the original uh, Pinocchio, I'm really stumping hard for his characters. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, let's do, do we want to do Jiminy, Geppetto, Pinocchio? Sure. Jiminy. Where do you put Sebastian? Because I think you, you got to remind me Sebastian's, all of them again. So we've got... G. Willikers, we've mm-hmm. got our OG Jiminy Cricket, G. Willikers, Pepe. Okay. We've got Remake Jiminy Cricket, and then we've got Sebastian J. Cricket. So Pepe is the 
lowest of the low. Absolutely, I agree with then you Then G. Willikers. Okay, I agree with you there. Then I now I've got Sebastian. Sebastian, original and remake. Sebastian, original and remake. Okay, so then I would put... This is hard. Because I think the OG is number one. I think it has to be. Okay, I agree with you Because there. his personality is shines in each one of these other ones that are good. Uh, so, it, and I was building from the bottom up, but so basically I have to decide between the remake and, and Sebastian. Sebastian. I think it goes remake Sebastian. You OG. and I are in complete agreement. I think it's hard, but Sebastian was so good. I remember really liking the remakes, Jiminy, but I love, I really, really enjoyed Sebastian I, a lot. I thought his characterization is good. I thought he brought in a good different comedy. Take. Yeah. But I will say one thing. It feels like he doesn't play as solid a part in Pinocchio's conscience. He kind of disappears for Big Swat. Like, he's helpful in the story. Like, literally, he, he, he's more of Geppetto's conscience at one point. But he's like, that like boy that. loves you. I do. Yeah. But I think it's kind of a weird character. So are you arguing he shouldn't be two? No, I'm arguing that's why him. he's not one for me. Oh, yes, Because yes, he yes, was yes, a yes. strong contender yeah, to yeah, take yeah, out yeah. the original for me, except for those few things. I actually think JTT does a better job of being the conscious. I just like dock him points and put him third because he is just doing a Jiminy Cricket redo. Yes. Uh, now Geppetto. So we've got OG Geppetto. We've got Emperor of the Night Geppetto. We've got Martin Landau. We've got Tom Hanks. And oh, we've got stop motion Geppetto. Okay. Martin Landau is my number one. I agree too. So uh, now I think I'm going to build from the top bottom. Sometimes okay. it's easier for me to go bottom to top, but in this one, Martin Landau for sure. Uh, then I think OG Geppetto comes next. Then I think Tom Hanks Geppetto comes. Okay. Then I think this Geppetto. Okay. And then the Nightmare Geppetto. So, I may agree with you. I think this one is very close to, to Tom Hanks Geppetto to me because you said he, he's kind of curmudgeon, but it's like an interesting take to me. But at the end it's of the day, interesting it's not take, but I, super gripping. I didn't like feel for him in the way I felt for Tom Hanks. That's because it's Tom Hanks. Like right, Tom right, Hanks' right. acting <laughs> yeah. is... Do, but do you know what yeah. I'm saying? Tom, like, be, Tom him Hanks, being Tom Hanks is taking a lot of that. Yeah. yeah, and so it was like, I didn't... Even though he had almost a more tragic story because the war is happening, right? Like, the remake, there was the tragic story of losing his son. But this even has the added of the war, so I feel I should feel more for this Geppetto, but I felt less for this Geppetto. Does that make sense? Yes. I didn't emotionally connect to this Geppetto like I did with Tom Hanks and and the rest of the ones that I've Martin Landau and the OG. Yeah, you're right. I I think when you have the OG the, little wooden head is why I I mean so I love the OG Geppetto for many reasons, but now for me on the last one, it's really hard because. I will really enjoy a Pinocchio story and performance, but I'll have a hard time with their look or like their design. Yeah. So I think the worst one is Emperor of the Night. We can we can agree, agree on that. Just for that. that yeah, whole, that, that's fine. There's part of me that wants to that time back. We should also say we didn't say this at the top. This was in association 
with Jim Henson. Yeah, I'm interested production, to find so out a So we need to look up a little bit more of that because we we had raved about JTT's Pinocchio because of the puppet yeah, that yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, so yeah, so we can agree on Emperor of the Night. Uh, and this is where I'm talking about because like to me, I don't really care much about the Disney Pinocchio, but he's just such like a perfect drawing. And the, the JTT one is okay, but like that puppet is amazing. Like every time they do something with Pinocchio, like I have such a different thought on the design. To me, the one I like the most, like I like the story and everything, is remake Pinocchio. Agreed. But I would that, say the the story and the remake and how they they you watched him grow and listen to that episode because we go into that a lot mm-hmm. about how he learns to live in the world. He's number one for me, but. I don't know if I have to put OG Pinocchio first because without that one, does the other one... I'm giving you permission to do whatever the heck you want. So I think I'm going to (laughs) do... Remake is number one. Okay. JTT, I think, is number two. I don't know if OG should come next or this one. This one, I love the design, but I'm trying to think if I loved the boy. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? The design was visually interesting, but did I like the boy? I think I liked the boy more than I liked original Pinocchio, so I think I will go. Okay. What did I say? Remake, JTT. Remake, JTT, this, this, OG. OG. Emperor of Nightmares, which I don't think matches what I said in the last episode. It's fine. Uh, I'm going to say exactly yours, except I'm actually going to put this Pinocchio as two and JTT as three. I figured you would. I, I just have a, I think I have a little bit of a nostalgia bump for JTT and, and I, the puppet is fascinating to me and I liked the story. That's what I have a hard time with, with this one. I don't not like the boy and how he grows, but there was just so much here that made it heavy. But the design of him, he's my he would be number one if we were doing design only because I think it's a really interesting, creative take on mm-hmm. what Pinocchio looks like. But I want to take the whole character into it. You know, I, I will tell you the reason he pops up to number two for me is his creativity and writing the poop song for Mussolini. Of course. Um, there's, a song, there's a point where he's going around and he's doing all these things. and Making Mussol- all this money. Making all this money. And him and the other, and, and the monkey decide they need to get out and Mussolini is coming to see this I love that Mussolini is like tiny and yeah. they're making fun I love when people just lampoon fascists put and their own interpretation yeah. on yeah well just make them so silly like yeah. you know I, it's 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 I, I you know I like Jojo Rabbit I like Mel Brooks stuff I like mm. when they make fascism like look at these goof like really just they're stupid yeah um but Pinocchio decides I've got new lyrics for the song and he's and he whispers something to the 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 monkey, and then they start singing it. And literally, it's not clever. It's just poop, poop. Like he starts and like fart, just, and, and fart, and, yeah. and, and and caca, and all this. And then all of a sudden, a a poop puppet, like that looks yes. kind of like a version of the poop emoji, comes, comes down, out and starts singing and dancing. And I'm like, why did they just have that? Like, yeah. why was that? Yeah. <laughs> like you you have no one to blame but yourself, Volpe, if you got that line around. Yeah. But it was just I thought that was funny. There was We should I really also mention enjoyed. that Kate Blanchett was the voice of the monkey. Now supposedly she was working on Nightmare Alley with uh Guillermo del Toro and said, I want to be a voice in this and he said, Well the only one we have left is the monkey and the monkey the monkey does not speak English unless he's using a 
puppet to talk to Pinocchio. Because he's a puppeteer as well. Yes, he's the puppeteer. And it's just, I, it's weird. And it's, otherwise, it's just Kate Blanchett going like, ooh, ooh, ah, doing And all like that miming, stuff. like yeah. the monkey kind of mimes or does charades yes, to get that sort their of point across. Uh, but okay, so did you rank them then? Yeah, it's uh, Start to finish. remake, uh, Guillermo del Toro, JTT, original, and... Uh, Nightmare of the night. Mm-hmm. I think the original is such a good look and so classic and everything, but I can't tell you anytime I go back and look at anything Pinocchio related besides he's I got no strings on me. I'm, I'm like, just like shut okay. up. Like yeah, it's just yeah, yeah, an yeah. annoying. He's Same. Just, ugh. Um But I think that about wraps it up. I think we've we did done it. it. <laughs> we did it. Hooray. Go team. Um now we're a real boy and girl. We finally completed <laughs> 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 it now we're here. Um I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, we, you know, it was it was a weird. It was an idea I just kind of came up with. I think because the remake and the J, the the Guillermo del Toro came out so close together, and they were like, ones that we were like, oh, we need to see them, and then you know they got pushed aside because we were trying to finish mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the full collection of Disney. So, um, I don't know that we've actually made the announcement of what we're going to do next we've said at one I point i think and we have but shift. maybe we haven't just so everybody knows so up next next month we are doing a very special episode with the dis nerds we're very excited uh, about it we're actually recording it tomorrow yes we're about to go watch that movie and then record tomorrow so that'll be released so keep an eye on that for th- a holiday episode i think the original idea was we would start again in january a lot of stuff's been going on, so that may get pushed back a month. But just as a full t- announcement to let everyone know, our next season, we said it was going to be Don Bluth. We thought about it. We And I'll be honest, I think a lot of the reason we made this shift was because of you, the listeners, and your vote for the movie we should do as our tweener movie. And because of the excitement that the two of us got thinking about thinking doing of this that, season Thinking next. about this season. Yeah. Looking back at things, we are now shifting our next season after Disney. Before probably Pixar, we are going to do a Jim Henson season. We're very pumped. We're very excited. We're going pretty deep on some of it. Some of it's going to be different because there's a lot of TV stuff in there. Some of it's going to be re-releases because if you are a (laughs) long-time listener, you know we've done some of the Jim Hensons. However, if they were mini tales, we we will... well, well, not everyone, but, but yeah. ones that we feel need, for example, I think we've declared we're going to do Labyrinth and Muppet Treasure Island as full episodes um, that were once. Uh, so we can tales. bring the research and all the other things that, yes. you know, we bring to a full episode versus a mini tale. So get excited for uh, Tara and Ryan's Muppet Diaries coming, yeah. coming in 2024. Um, coming to a podcast near you. Coming to a podcast near you. Uh, be be good and honest out there, little little wooden heads. <laughs> and uh, we will see you uh, in December. All right, take care, listeners. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you've got a Disney story to share, a bone to pick with us, or just want to say hello, call the Princess Diaries hotline at seven zero seven yo T R P D one. That's seven zero seven nine six eight seven seven three one. You can send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com, tweet at us at trpdiaries on Twitter, or check out our Instagram at trprincessdiaries. Join the Facebook group to post Disney memes, vote in our Disney theme brackets, and meet other fairy tale friends. Facebook.com slash groups slash trprincessdiaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Check out pods.link slash trprincessdiaries for all the places you can find us on the web, including how you can support us through our coffee account or our Redbubble merchandise store. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Thank you.